I want to start off by saying that I've never told this story to anyone. I'm a 32-year-old female, and my name is Kara. It all started about two weeks ago when I moved into my new apartment. I was all moved in and everything because I live alone, so I didn't really have much stuff to unpack. Later that day, I grabbed my purse and keys to go to work for the day. I was walking to my car when I saw someone start to approach me. It was a woman who looked to be at least 45 to 55 years old. It was very obvious that she was a smoker. She also looked really sleep deprived, skinny and frail, and she had very noticeable eye bags that seemed to get worse the more I looked at them. Hello miss, you must be the new neighbor, said the old woman with an extremely damaged voice caused by years of smoking. Yeah, I just moved here three days ago. I responded as polite as possible, then I noticed she had something in her hands that she hid behind her. She looked really excited to show me what it was, then she noticed that I saw it and that seemed to make her even more excited, and she had a huge smile on her face. It was horrible. Her teeth were uneven and rotting, she was missing teeth, and her gums looked like they had been bleeding earlier in the day. Her lips were also blistered and dry, and she scared the absolute crap out of me. I want you to meet someone, she said to me. She then showed me what she was hiding behind her. Her name is Jambalaya. It was a very strange looking doll that kind of resembled a coconut. Uh, thank you. Nice to meet her, I said. I just told her what she probably wanted to hear to avoid any drama. I also had to wrap things up soon before I was late for work. Sorry, but I have to get to work. I'll see you later, ma'am, I said in an apologetic tone. No need to be formal with me. You can call me Emma, she said right before I could get in my car. I nodded in response, got in my car, turned it on, and then pulled out of the parking lot. I looked in my rearview mirror for like a split second, and I saw that that woman was dead staring at me while rocking that really weird doll. I concluded that she was probably under the influence, judging by her attitude and the look of her. After work, I was driving home around 5.05 and I pulled into the parking lot. When I drove in, I saw Emma in the parking lot just sitting in the middle of the road playing with Jambalaya. What the hell is she doing? I mumbled to myself in complete shock as I drove past her. She saw me in my car and she gave me a sinister rotten smile. I smiled back, just trying my best to keep my composure. I parked and stepped out of my car. Please don't come over here. Please don't come over here. I repeated in my mind as I walked to the entrance. I avoided eye contact as best as I could, but I ended up looking at her because I heard her saying no and singing something. So I just kept walking, but I also kept looking at her. Jambalaya, 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 she sang in a low creepy voice. She was singing it really slow and just kept repeating the doll's name. I walked a little faster and right before I walked in, I looked back to see if she was still singing, but she wasn't. She was stood up holding that doll in one hand, and the other was on her heart. She was visibly upset for some reason. We were just standing there staring at each other for what felt like hours. Then I broke my trance and mouthed an apology, and then walked in my apartment, not looking back this time. As soon as I walked into my apartment, I locked my door. Emma really freaked me out, and I didn't want to be around her anymore. I mean, she isn't hostile or anything, but she really gives me the creeps. I put down my stuff and walked to my room, turned on the lights, flopped on my bed, and then sighed. I then got back up and I started cleaning up my mess. I walked to the window, slightly scared of what I might see. Nobody. 
I was really relieved. Part of me was expecting Emma to be looking at me from my window. I woke up at a really uncertain time and looked over to my bedside table to pick up my phone, then realizing that it was 4.30 in the morning. I tried to figure out why I woke up and turned the bedside light on because I was wide awake for some reason. It was kind of unnerving because I didn't understand what was happening. As I was laying there in my bed, I started hearing really weird tapping noises and then froze. Being the person that always listens to scary stories and has become a little paranoid, I started to freak out. I didn't really know if I should get up and go see what was happening or just stay in my bed and wait for it to pass. The tapping had stopped after about a minute and I had just heard shuffles and something like a whisper. At this point, I was definitely freaking out, but I really didn't know what I should do. All of a sudden, everything went quiet for about five minutes. I was still too scared to get up when all of a sudden my front door slammed super loud. This freaked me out so badly that I got up from my bed super fast, looking in every room trying to figure out what the hell just happened. I didn't see anything, so I was starting to freak out even more now, thinking I was going crazy. The last place I checked was the bathroom, and I looked in the shower to see if somebody was hiding in there. To my surprise, there was something in there, but it wasn't a human, and right after I saw it, that was when I realized who had been in my apartment. It was the doll. I have no idea why she wanted to break into my apartment just to leave this stupid doll in my bathtub. It makes absolutely no sense, and I still have no idea why she did it. After this event, I realized just how crazy this woman really was and how dangerous she could be. How was she able to break into my apartment, and how long was she in there, and what exactly was she doing other than leaving a doll in my bathtub? Later that morning, I looked around the whole apartment trying to figure out just how she broke in. After about 10 minutes of searching the apartment and checking every door and window, I noticed that my bathroom window was unlocked and even still opened ajar. This freaks me out so much and I instantly become mad at myself for forgetting something as important as locking all your doors and windows. I knew right away this is how she managed to break in and she must have just went out the front door because it was easier. I went to the apartment manager and staff and explained everything that had been going on and how I would possibly be moving out soon due to this crazy-ass person I was living next to. Thankfully, they really understood my situation, and they said they would be talking to Emma about what had happened. They offered me next month's rent for free if I stayed. I decided to accept this offer since I had just recently moved in, and I didn't really have a lot of money on me at the time. Around a week later, after nothing else had happened, I heard from the apartment staff that Emma was getting arrested and possibly getting sent to a psych ward. They explained to me that after the manager had tried to talk to her about what was going on, she had confessed to breaking into my apartment, to which she then became furious and denied the whole thing. She had a mental freakout and was taking it out on the manager just because he tried to talk to her about her actions. This led to her getting aggressive and being arrested. I have to say, I was pretty damn happy about the news of her being arrested because that meant that I didn't have to worry about her anymore, and it gave me a lot of hope for my new apartment. I threw that doll away and decided to move on with my life that year after experiencing all that hell. I never want to go through something like that again. So about six to seven years ago, my family of nine had moved into this new house closer to town. I was about 14 to 15 years old, so I was pretty much just starting my freshman year of high school. We didn't really know too much about the neighborhood, except that it was right next to a nice big Catholic church. Like, nice nice. 
The church is so close that you can actually see it from the yard and then walk to it within a couple of minutes from the house. So we thought it was a really nice quiet neighborhood. Well, one morning I'm getting ready with my siblings to go to school. Our neighbor we had at the time was a little weird. We didn't really know much about them, but they hated that we had dogs that barked a lot. Two white German shepherds that we had rescued a few years back. So there were actually a couple of times where he had threatened to shoot them, which led to us giving them away because we were afraid for their safety and the police wouldn't do anything about it. I had only seen the neighbor once or twice and he was a really rough looking dude. I'd guess he was in his late 40s and very skinny. He kind of looked like he did meth or something. Anyway, I was the first one out the door that morning to go way by the car that was in the driveway. I was standing only about three feet from the road because I was walking around and waiting for everyone else. The only other person who was outside was my 12 year old sister who was behind the gate at the time. As I was walking back and forth at the end of the driveway, the neighbor came speeding down the road then started to slow down when he saw me. Keep in mind, I didn't know everything about this guy that I do now. I had no idea about the level of creepy this guy was. I didn't really know about the level of creepy this guy was. I just saw him as one of the neighbors. My parents hadn't told us a reason about why we had to give away our dogs at the time, and I was a very ignorant and clueless child. So he slows down and he's now smiling at me when his car came to a stop only a few feet away from where I was standing. He then pulled out a bag, just a plastic bag that looked like it had something in it. It also looked like it was bagged a couple times over. He told me it was for my little brother who liked to play basketball. We had a basketball hoop in our yard. I had asked him what it was in the bag and he had told me it was a basketball. Right away, I got this incredibly sick feeling deep in my stomach and at the time I didn't know why, but the feeling I got from this guy made me feel incredibly uncomfortable. He asked me to come get it so I could give it to my brother, but I was really hesitant because if it was really just a basketball, then why did it have so many bags around it? so I asked him if he could just throw it over. Right around this same time, my little sister that was outside with me had just gone inside and told my mom that there was someone else outside with me. When he saw my sister leave, he started to get out of his car. Before the man could say anything, my mom came out the front door and was standing on the porch asking the neighbor what he was doing, and then without saying anything, he just jumped back in his car and then floored it down the street. I can't imagine what would have happened if my sister hadn't told my mom or even been outside to see what was happening. It still really gives me the chills to this day. We never saw him again after that and he moved away a few months later. Hey everyone, sorry for the interruption on the stories, but I wanted to thank today's sponsor BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? I've dealt with depression myself, so I know how it goes. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, 
so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp truly wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit BetterHelp.com cannibal. That's Better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and the Dinner Table listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com cannibal. My family lived in a townhome neighborhood in South Florida when I was a teenager. When we moved in, we met the president of the homeowners association, and he seemed like a really nice guy. We'll call him Jeff. We lived right next to him, and we would often see him walking around outside, and he would wave to me and my younger siblings. For the first few months, we loved the neighborhood. We met other people who lived there, and were even invited to a cookout by Jeff. Shortly after... Things began to change. We heard from some neighbors that we had become friends with that Jeff had been stalking them. He would wait until they were tending to the plants outside their house and would turn on the sprinklers. He would follow them while they walked their dog and seemed to try to secretly record them with his phone. We were shocked. Over the next few weeks, Jeff seemed to shift his focus on me and my siblings. He would approach my young siblings as they played outside and would tell them how cute they were. He would even ask my youngest sibling if they wanted to go for a walk with him around the neighborhood. He became increasingly more creepy. Until the day my story takes place. I was out walking my dog around the neighborhood just after dark. My parents had instructed us to stay away from Jeff and his house. So we would walk the long way around the neighborhood to get to the large grassy area where my dog liked to walk. I'm used to hearing sounds from neighbors, their pets, or their cars. However, as I was walking, I kept hearing footsteps from the other side of the building. I was walking alone. Each time I came to a gap in the building, I would look through to the other side, and no one was there. Being the curious teenager I was at the time, I turned and walked to the other side. The footsteps stopped. I got to the corner of the building and looked towards the grass on the other side. And there he was, standing near the edge of the building with his phone pointed at me, was Jeff. <laughs> he just laughed and stood there. Apparently he had been recording me on his phone this whole time. I turned and ran in the opposite direction all the way back to my house. You might think that would have been the end of it, but it wasn't. The next day I got on my bike to ride over to the grocery store. As I rode through the neighborhood, I saw Jeff's car entering the community. Instead of turning in the direction of his house, he turned towards me. I was going in the opposite direction of his house. I started riding faster, afraid that he was going to slow down and try to say something to me. His car approached, and I realized that I was no longer on the right side of the road. He was slowly inching over to the other side where I was riding. We locked eyes, and he was smiling at me. I rode my bike up to the sidewalk, just as his car passed me maybe a foot away from hitting my bike. 
He leaned over out of his open window and let out the loudest, most maniacal laugh I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> After that day, we went down to the courthouse and got a restraining order against him. He was never arrested, although there were ongoing cases where he was accused of stalking other people's kids in the neighborhood. Be careful when you're moving to a new neighborhood. You never really know who might be living next door. I lived outside of Memphis, Tennessee for about eight years at this really nice apartment complex all alone. One day I had noticed a few new neighbors living across from me in another unit. Two guys who appeared to be college graduates. They had a college flag hanging on their patio. One of the guys in particular had kind of started watching me. No telling how long he was watching me before I noticed him, but I was walking to my mailbox one day and I noticed him running into his patio just staring at me. I saw what appeared to be a smirk on his face, as if he was trying to keep from laughing. What he was doing was by far not funny, and I was taking him seriously. I came home with groceries that I was unloading from my car, and I felt that he was watching me then as well. I worked at a casino on the graveyard shift, and I had paid a jackpot to a man who looked just like him, looking unfavorably at me. He knew unsettling things about me, like what shift I worked and at what casino. I decided to take off on one of my work nights. I don't know why I did it, but I felt really relieved to have an extra night off to rest up some. The exact time that I would leave out my front door to go to work, there was a knock that came to my door. I was watching TV and I turned it all the way down and the lights off so I could see and hear clearly who the hell this crazy person was outside my door knocking at this time of night completely unannounced. We had neighborhood watch so I guess that's why I never reported the crazy guy across the street to my property managers or called 911. When I looked through the peephole, I saw the guy from across the street standing there with a hoodie over his head just looking at me with a really creepy look in his eyes. I would never open my door to anyone at night, but if I was going to work that night, I would have no doubt opened the door to my last night on earth. He looked criminal. I was expecting him to do something sinister to me. Thank God he just walked away. The funny thing was, about a week later, he had actually moved out and left that apartment. It almost seemed as if he was just a figment of my imagination. Never real. But he was real. He was very real. A little bit of background to this story. This occurred in our old house which is located in a dead-end street and out in front of our house is nothing but woods. The people who lived in it before used to grow marijuana out in the woods directly in front of the house so there's actually still a couple of plants left. Anyway, I have three siblings, two brothers and a twin sister. On this day, we were all playing outside like usual and my brother who at the time was 8 years old and I who was 7 decided to have one of our adventures out in the woods. So we left our other two siblings out in the yard while we went into the woods. We were all very familiar with these woods because it was basically our playground growing up so we knew how to get around there pretty easily. My brother who we'll call B took the lead and was walking through a trail that we always followed. We noticed a Mary Jane plant but didn't really think anything of it because of what I explained earlier. We soon started noticing that there were more and more, in sort of a straight line. 
so as the smart kids we were, we started following this line of plants. All of a sudden, I hear Beethan tell me, Stop, look over there, and we see a very big white house with a crooked fence surrounding it that, mind you, we have never seen this house once in all of our years in the woods. After staring at it for a while, we heard a door creak open. We crouched down behind some plants with our hearts in our throats and saw a crusty old man walk out with a dirty white wife beater and dirty white shorts. We then heard him yell, Hey, what are y'all doing here? We noticed him carrying something, but we didn't get a good look at it because we had instilled in our heads thanks to our mother making us watch crime shows to not waste any time. So we took that as our cue to start running. The first few seconds of running was a bit of a blur due to all the adrenaline rushing through my body, but everything came back when we heard the gunshots. The fact that we heard them hitting the plants that were right beside us made us run even faster. The old man had yelled something else while we were running, but we were too far away to hear. When we finally got back and out of breath, our other two siblings asked us what happened, and we explained everything to them. They wanted to go back to see it, but we convinced them not to. We also didn't tell our mom because we wouldn't have lived to be able to show them the house. So we planned the next day that we would go back with weapons to see the house. And by weapons, I mean giant sticks. The part that still really haunts me to this day, as we followed the exact same trail as before with the same plants, but we never found the house again. We searched and searched, but we never came across it. There's no explanation as to why we couldn't find it again, but I sure as hell hope no other person came across it or that creepy ass old man.